0: warning this podcast may contain explicit content listener discretion is advised welcome back to the noisemaker podcast where we interview bands that you may have never found anywhere else we are your number one spot for discovering all new music get to know artists understand what drives them and hear from some of their top tracks join me your host rocky farenberg as we give rise to the underground world of music and set out to do what so many others have failed to be a staple for the independent musician now let's make some noise Alright everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 55 of the Noisemaker Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you're returning, then thank you. If you like what we're doing here, please like, subscribe, and rate us with a 5-star review. We are on all your favorite streaming platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at NoisemakerPod. This is the Noisemaker Podcast, where we help you with that horrible problem that we all face. Where to find new and original music. On the line with me is Brandon from Late Night Savior. How you doing, Brandon? Doing good. Good, good. Like I said, you know, long time no talk. We've uh we've played a couple of shows together and everything and been talking about getting you on the show before and just glad that we could uh we could make it happen now.
1: Yeah, finally. It, I feel like it's been so long since we first mentioned it. <laughs> me being who I am, I forget everything. So <laughs> Well
0: what'd you would you say earlier today? Uh, you said uh 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 I sent you a message about doing this and you're like, Yeah, I'm I'm bad or, or something
1: like I else. I'm literally the worst. Every day's like a blank slate for me.
0: Everybody else has planned stuff with you and, and you just wake up and you're like, Yeah, I got nothing today.
1: That's basically it. I, I have a, a very intense calendar situation that helps me cope, but that's about it.
0: Well, you know you actually have to look at the calendar to make it to make it useful, right? Oh yeah. It, <laughs>
1: damn near need that to breathe
0: well and i and i've talked to you a few times about getting you on the show because uh without hurting a lot of people's feelings you guys are definitely one of my one of my favorite bands uh in this at least in this region so i really um, appreciate that I always enjoy playing with you guys and and going down there and having you guys come up here i saw that you guys got into a uh, diamonds just recently how'd you like that
1: yeah i i love diamonds greg's one of the best guys to, to deal cool. with that we've that we've had the pleasure of knowing. So, uh we've been meaning to get in there for a long time and our our buddies from the Veer Union were playing and invited us up, so it was it was the perfect storm to finally make it up there.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, I told Greg dozens of times, put these guys up here, all even foot the bill. It just never happened. And so I'm glad you guys finally got the chance whether it was through me or through somebody else. So, super cool. Yeah,
1: man. me too. Hopefully we can make it back up uh, sooner rather than later.
0: For sure so uh the way i usually like to kick these off is with band members and uh and you know kind of getting to know who the band who's in the band and also because you know a lot of bands are diy um you know kind of what each person does for the band besides just play their instruments so tell us about the guys
1: well um we've got stick who's uh my my brother skyler he slaps the bass for us and and you know he we all have our inputs on different things but um he basically just stays on the bass most of the time as as Tim stays on the guitar most of the time and then um so then there's there's Tyler and I and we we try to run more of the business sides of it social media emails things like that we we split those duties and I I usually do the booking so we got Skyler on the bass tim on the guitar tim anderson we got tyler davis drumming for us and then i'm brandon johnson hello nice to meet you (laughs) i sing and play the guitar so um yeah like i say tyler and i we pretty much handle all the business side of things and then i i usually try to do most of the main writing for the group um and I'll, i'll come in with what I call a, a shit sandwich and <laughs> together we'll sit down and we'll make it something halfway decent. Yeah, all together. So
0: So you guys are uh based out of Utah. So how's how's the music scene down there? Would you say it's, you know, a lot more competitive? Bands work together more? You know, it's kind of more friendly or kind of give us a little bit of a picture as to what the scene is like in Utah.
1: So that's one of the things that I really love around here is that it never really feels like a competition to us. Um there's so many bands, good bands from from the area. And we all really do work together to to put on the best shows possible, to get out there and support each other. It's it's honestly been eye-opening because I've heard a lot of horror stories from yeah. bands all over the place that ah there's so much drama. These guys don't do with these guys <laughs> and whatever. And and at least for us, maybe we're just lucky. We haven't experienced that at all here. So, um, yeah, like I say, some of my favorite bands are, are Utah locals. I love sitting down and just listening to my Utah local playlists and yeah. getting out there to see the see the shows. Everybody does a really
0: good job. So you guys were uh, actually, obviously, there must be still some kind of friendly competition because you guys were voted the uh, best man in Utah, I'm assuming a few years back, and you guys flew out to Cali to compete in the uh, finals for that. You want to kind of tell us a little bit about that experience?
1: Yeah, so that was uh, an event put on by Cumulus Media. Um, They do the local competitions in each state to choose I think there's five bands in each local show that gets voted on um, by the fans to perform for that night in front of judges. And then from there, the winners from each state go on to get chosen by more judges. And (laughs) five bands from the nation get chosen to fly to L.A., and we were chosen out of those top five. To perform in front of uh, it was Jonathan Davis, John Varvatos. Uh, I mean, there was there were so many judges. So cool, <laughs> man! Big big names that we've looked up to, Chris Jericho. I cool. mean, and and so they flew us out there, put us up in a nice hotel, and and we got to play at the Roxy. So, oh, that's cool, man! Yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. They they really treated you like a rock star on that one. So it was really cool.
0: (laughs) No tearing up hotel rooms though.
1: Oh no, we, uh, (laughs) I I looked at everything and I, I gave everybody a warning. Don't, don't pull rock star (laughs) stuff, man. This looks expensive. Don't touch it.
0: (laughs) So the, the song we heard at the top of the show is called alive. You want to kind of tell us a little bit about what that song's about?
1: Yeah. So alive is the second part. There's two parts to the story. Um, and it's the story of suicide. Um, the first part is the song Forever, which I think you'll hear later on in the show. And then that, so that Forever is kind of the buildup to the moment where somebody actually does take their life. And Alive is, from the standpoint of all of us who were left behind, kind of calling back, uh, wishing that it wasn't true. You know, tell me you're alive and and okay is kind of the, the way that the song goes through. So asking basically what could i have done to make it better and make you not take that path
0: nice that's that's a pretty cool story the um the next song we're going to hear though is called devil let's kind of do the same thing here and give us the rundown on this song
1: so devil
0: is uh,
1: it's kind of a play on different mental uh struggles i guess um personality struggles and i i don't know how in depth to go with that one because it's a very odd story so i don't know if it would make sense to everybody but that's basically <laughs> what it is 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 a struggle between a personality
0: like, an, like some kind of internal internal struggle kind of like exactly. demons we, we all have our demons to deal with exactly cool well this is going to be late night savior devil Back with Brandon from Late Night Savior, and I, I really kind of wanted to talk about um, your guys' style because I think it's one of the things that, at least for me personally, that really turns me on to uh, you guys as a band, and, and actually kind of made me a fan. I love the blending of heavy. And I don't want to say light rock because it makes me sound like I'm calling you Sting or something. No. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, bands that are able to balance between this this heavier stuff and this lighter stuff. I did it a lot with my old band, um, except for we kind of did like all lighter songs and then all heavier songs, and and we didn't really blend as much together. We did it on a couple songs, but you guys have a really uh, you guys do this very well. And so I was really curious, is this was this intentional or was this kind of like an organic thing that happened?
1: It was it was honestly really organic. Um so before I started Late Night Savior, I would I was an indie artist. So I would write and perform indie music. And when I decided to finally form the band with uh with my brother Stick, he brought in he had been in a band years earlier, a death metal band with Tyler. Oh. And so we brought in two death metal artists to my indie stuff. And then when we picked up Tim, he's an indie kid as well. So nice. it it was kind of it, this weird, like you say, organic way of going about it, where I would basically write um, every song that you've heard on the first and second album I wrote as an indie song basically on an acoustic guitar and then i introduce it to the band and it becomes this heaviness that that comes through but i i think some of that original light rock indie feel is is still in
0: there you know i think that some of the best heavier music or harder music is written on acoustic guitar first i've done most of my writing on acoustic guitar and then bring it over onto electric of course some of the real heavier stuff or metal stuff you can't necessarily write on acoustic but you know some of the greatest songs in my opinion and stuff that i've written was done on acoustic then brought over to electric so um
1: That's basically how I do everything that I have mostly because I, I keep the acoustic guitar right next to the couch where I sit. So <laughs> <laughs> after work, I just pick it up and I'm like, Oh, Hey, that's a, that's a nifty tune. I wonder what that would sound metal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. metalized. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you think that maintaining that, that uh, that kind of blend is, uh, is I guess like a lot of work, you know, kind of like that, it you know, trying to stay in that vein or does it, You know, as you begin to write music, obviously you don't want things to sound repetitious. And so, I mean, so sometimes when you try to veer off a little bit, but, you know, you obviously don't want to lose too many people. It's kind of this, once again, it's this fine line to kind of straddle, you know what I mean? So do you think kind of maintaining that becomes more work or or do you think it just naturally still happens?
1: So, and this is going to sound,
0: I don't know, weird, but...
1: We've never really classified ourselves in a genre, like personally. Yeah. And so when we write, basically, it could go any way. Uh, You should hear some of the things that we have coming out on this next album. Like, um, basically, we just sit down and write what we like. And we figure if we like all this stuff, somebody else is probably going <laughs> to like all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, we, we can't really be alone in this. So it's not something that we've really strived for to stay in the same vein of of music and, and sound. It does kind of just happen naturally. And we're not afraid if we veer off very much. Because like I say, if, if we like it, somebody else is going to like it. So, and and that's really what it, has always been about for us is just do the music that we enjoy
0: yeah well and and uh at least with uh this awkward moment we uh we did a uh a pretty much majority rule on anything that we did so we, you basically have to have three quarters of the band in order to you know implement some kind of idea if there was any type of contest between two people and um you know, that, that was kind of the same idea that we had, you know, if, if three quarter, you know, it's, it's like a, a sample size, you know, if three quarters of the people like it in this room, then more than likely three quarters of the people in the bigger room are going to like it, you know? Exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, and sometimes we've gotten into the disagreements pretty hardcore where, you know, we've had to take a break and walk away and stuff (laughs) because we've, we get very passionate about it as I'm sure you understand. And, uh, usually, when that happens, what we'll do is we'll bring our our wives and girlfriends in, or whoever yes. a neighbor, and just bring in somebody outside the situation and say, "What's better here?" Because we're lost, and and we get the we get the guidance that way a lot.
0: So, um, if we were to sit in on a late night savior writing process, what would that look like?
1: Um, usually. I'll start with a riff or somebody will start with a riff. It's not always me, but, um, and we'll just keep playing it over and over and over again until we find what's going to mesh really well with it and then move on to the next. And we'll break it down that way all the way till the end of the song when we have, you know, what we call a banger of a song. And then we'll sit down as a group and, and try to come up with lyrics if i haven't already like i say a lot of the songs i write beforehand and then introduce so if we're just coming in fresh on the writing process yeah um several of our new songs we've written this way is is we'll basically sit in in a huddle circle of you know beer and whatever else (laughs) and and a notebook in the middle and we'll just keep throwing ideas at this notebook until we have something we can arrange
0: so you kind of just mentioned – you've mentioned the uh, the new album that you guys are working on, and, and we should say that the album should be out this year in 2019, I think is what I was, I was reading. Um, we don't necessarily have anything on the show um, that's going to be off the album. So uh, what – can you tell us anything about the new project that you're working on?
1: Um, the new project that we're doing is being produced and recorded by Crispin Earl, who's the singer and frontman of the Veer Union. Cool. So they they've been coming from Canada to help us get all that set up and basically turn my shop into a, a studio. And so we're working really close with them on these songs, and we've got a couple back now that I can't release yet <laughs> for
0: <laughs> Not a big deal.
1: many reasons. But um, I wish I could show them to you. They're next level good. <laughs> I. I we're so excited about them, giddy almost. <laughs> I can't wait till we can start releasing it, which hopefully should be um, it's probably going to be the end of this year, maybe even early 2020 oh, okay. to finally start releasing. We're, we're planning on doing some some touring next spring, so we really want to release it in preparation and, and promotion for that.
0: for sure. So the next song we're going to hear is called "Angel." let's kind of hear about this song.
1: So angel is taken. I have several friends as I'm sure everybody does. That's been in the military. And so taken from some of their experiences with PTSD is kind of where the inspiration for angel came from. Um, Just talking through stories and, and everything and just knowing a little bit about their lives. So I, I wrote it about PTSD.
0: That one. Well, great. This I mean, it's that's always a great thing to uh, to write about, especially if it has anything to do, you know, with with uh, uh, some kind of connection you have to something that you're passionate about. So, and it seems like a lot of what you guys' songs are written on are difficult topics, you know. So it, it always it always makes for some of the best songs because it's a lot of stuff that we all experience in some way, shape or form. And, uh, you know, these songs help a lot of people to be able to have that outlet or help them express, or even potentially understand something that they don't understand within themselves. So exactly. This is going to be late night savior angel. Back, uh, with Brandon from Late Night Savior and uh, we've got just a couple more things uh, on the agenda here um, so I mean we've all opened for some, some big name acts but you know you've opened for some, some acts like uh, uh, Adelaide's Way and Tantric, Drowning Pool, Mushroom Head uh, you know some some bigger bands so do you have a favorite show or maybe something a show particularly that sticks out to you?
1: Um, probably one of my favorite shows that we did for a big name act was, um, mushroom head, as you, as you mentioned, uh, just because they are just awesome guys, great people. It was such a good night packed house. And, and I feel like we performed really well that night. Um, I still hear from some uh, some people that I see every now and again. Hey, do you remember that show? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, um, whatever we did, it stuck out in other people's minds as well. And and we had such a good time that night. Like that night was was probably my favorite opening up.
0: Cool. Well, the uh, uh, you actually toured with uh, Alien Ant Farm for a little while. If I'm correct, that was the band, right? Yeah. So. There's so many musicians that uh you know pay to be on tour with bigger names and I think that it's important for uh for people to support those bands uh, I think Kira came through with uh, uh came through idaho with um uh, saving able i want to say and I learned a little bit about the uh, kind of, pay, you know, paying to tour and stuff and, and looked into it for my band and stuff. But the question that I have for you is, what do you think some of the pros and cons of this kind of pay-to-play are? Well,
1: I guess it just depends on who you're paying to play with. Um, because the the big positive, obviously, is you're getting out there and exposing yourself to someone else's crowd. and when i think about the whole pay to play you can negotiate your contract to get paid from venues back um depending on how the tour is set up and everything but i just think if you put out say you put four thousand dollars towards touring with somebody um not only are you getting that exposure in that, but you didn't have to set up the shows. You're touring the nation. You're really not doing everything that they are on the promotion. And so, um, yeah, I always think about all of those things, everything that goes into setting up a tour. And I think anybody that's done their own work trying to set that stuff up would understand why you would pay to play.
0: Nice. What do you, what do you think some of the cons might be? So,
1: obviously, money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like uh, So, touring is super expensive, even if you're not paying the upfront. It becomes way more expensive than you think it's going to be initially. I've made that mistake on every tour that we've gone on. I budget a certain amount, and it's gone pretty quick. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, that. And as well, um, some of the bands, it's hard with the venues and the crowds to really, I, I guess, enjoy it sometimes. So I don't know if that's too personal
0: on that one but no i um, I could understand so because to a certain point it becomes it becomes work you know and people always wonder you know this lifestyles of the rich and the famous you know oh this person has all this stuff you know how could they be so upset or so depressed the robin williams uh kind of you know um introspective look at at these people and so so, i mean i think there's some validity too even for just being a band that pays a tour with uh, another band for, you know, a month or so it, it, after a while, you know, it does feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working, you know, I'm, I'm doing a job.
1: Exactly. And having that being said, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Really. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of the greatest things being out on the road, even though most of the time you're looking at, you know, four other dudes, all day long and loves gas stations, hot dogs, <laughs> like all that stuff. That's, that's really the guts and glory of it all is gas station, hot dogs and Coors Light. Oh, and yeah. so, <laughs> uh, whiskey shots every now and again, but um, <laughs> yeah, really when it boils down to it, I don't have a whole lot of cons for, for the whole paying to be on a tour other than if you can avoid it, do. but at the end of the day it it will help you to get that exposure just make sure that you know you're ready because i've seen so many groups that go out there and they pay to be on these tours and it doesn't help them because they're not ready they don't have the product to sell yet they don't have the show ready yet so it's really in your hands
0: yeah so this next section here I kind of leave open for uh, bands to plug um, and and you know throw shout outs and uh, possibly cover anything that um, th- that I might not have covered here anything else you might want to talk about uh, and you I mean you can plug anything I've had people plug pizza places tattoo shops the last gal uh. Plugged a uh, saddle company that makes saddles for h- horses. So I mean, <laughs> so I mean it's yeah. You can plug whatever you want, man. This this whole section's all for you. So have at it, man.
1: Well, I mean, I, I guess I would just like to thank uh, Alex Trevino and uh, Midnight Motions uh, for the Midnight Bright Strings. That's what I use on my guitars, all of them, and the uh, the Jimmy Clip, which obviously helps a lot with tone. And so those guys help us out a lot. Todd Lindley being a, our road manager, stage manager. He's he kills it every night and he does what he lo- does just because he loves doing it. Um obviously our wives, girlfriends, all them, my mom especially, she she's at every show she can. She loves us, number one fan <laughs> from what I hear all the time. So I mean, and there's there's a ton of people that I could I could thank all day. We've we've had so much support over the years, and you know, thank you. Oh,
0: not you know, a problem. Because
1: man. you and I, we've worked together on several shows and put a lot of things together, and and you've helped us out a lot. So, uh, yeah, thank you.
0: Not a problem. So the last song we're gonna hear is called Forever. So once again, uh, what's Forever about?
1: So again, yeah, again, Forever is is the first part of the Alive story. Um, basically, uh, the character of the story we'll call it is in, in a situation where they feel suicide's the only way out. And as we find out later on it, it shouldn't be because they're very loved and, and that as the story progresses, but that doesn't always stop the situation as we all know. So it's, it's, a unfortunately a suicide story that's taken from a very personal place.
0: Well, great this is going to be late night savior forever tell me
2: you're angry and falter your pride tell me i'm worthless i'll tell you
0: enjoyed my interview with Brandon from Late Night Savior uh you know we spent (laughs) he was one of the first people that was on my list to get onto the program and we just it just didn't work at the beginning and then we wound up kind of putting it off and then kind of came back to it later and then put it off came back to it later finally we came back to it and it wound up working out so uh, it was it was awesome to have him on um you know there's a lot of bands from the salt lake area which is just south of where i'm at and uh or the the utah area and and we, we love so much up here um loss of existence is one of them they were the first guests on this show and um Late Night Savior is one of my favorite bands from that area. So LOE, Late Night Savior, um, just met some other bands from down there that I'm really digging and hoping to get on uh, the program uh, pretty soon. So um, anyways, it was just great finally being able to link up and get uh, Brandon on the show and be able to feature some of Late Night Savior's music, one of my favorite bands, on this program. So uh, much appreciated to Brandon for coming on the show. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a review, five star review. I have included links to the band's pages and their show notes, or in their music in the show notes. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at NoisemakerPod. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at noisemakerpod at gmail.com. And until next time, don't stop following your dreams.